cult podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence, and it's not recommended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Seriously. If you like our podcast, please follow us on Instagram at Cult Podcast or Twitter at Cult Podcast Show for show updates. And please rate and review the show on iTunes. If you've been in a cult and you want to tell us about it, email us at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require monetary or physical sacrifices as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organization in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these these are our opinions. opinions. Thank you for tuning in to Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Marie Bella. And we got Mondo on sound. Hey, hello. Hey there. So just... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I told you I don't have a brain today. It's just fried. Hey, it's man. just fried. Hey, hey there. there. Oh, boy. <laughs> Before we get into anything else on this episode, we do have to do some quick, I guess, corrections, if you want to. So uh, the Oklahoma City bombing was April 19th, 1995. Sorry. Anyway, it was it was actually correct in Bobby's notes, and he just got way too excited at the time, and I think yeah. said March twice because when I confronted him about it, he sent photos. It was so great. Oh my yeah. God. So anyway, we're sorry, but we want you to have the correct information. So April, it was still only a month after the Om Shinrikyo attacks. After the attacks, it took some time for news to get to America, but by then, it's too late. It happens. We just wanted you guys to have the right date to celebrate. I mean, just for your records, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you have to well, your records. Yeah, I mean, I'm usually more preoccupied on 4:20 Eve. You know, <laughs> I mean, a couple people notified us about it in groups and stuff, but you were all pretty nice about it, so thank you. I do like it when we get people that, you know. Let yeah. us know politely yeah. rather than like I think coming at us with a lynch mob. I yeah. think it's because they know how aggressive I and we are. <laughs> like, think about what Mondo said about the French. Fuck like, the French! Also, like the more people get mad about it, the more I'm likely to be recorded going, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's just no point in getting also, that worked up. Also, a quick redaction. I don't actually hate the French. I took French class in school, and this is the crisp sound of me drinking a La Croix. Gross. Not the, no, 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 no. Hold on. <laughs> Not the drink, the sound. Okay, because I was going to say the apricot flavor is good. No, no, no. This is actually probably the best La Croix I've yeah. ever had. Apricot. 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 All right. And it is Marie's week. It what are we true. talking about today? <laughs> Hold on, my notes. Those are not. That's not what we're talking about. Is this article? Her but. notes just say April nineteenth over and over and over. They do. That's you're right. All bombs and no that? play makes April nineteenth a dull day. <laughs> oh no! Oh God, where did they go? Today we're talking about the Fall River Colts. Ooh, okay. And Ooh. I recognize the names of some of the victims because I think. Maybe My Favorite Murder covered them, the murders. Oh, okay. Not the actual cult, just the murders that resulted? Right. But um, 
So, you know, we're going to talk about it, too. <laughs> um, God, I need to get my shit together today. You're fine. Okay, so the Fall River Cult all began in the late 70s and it was right in the height of the satanic panic that was going on um the satanic panic was kind of a thing that was spread by the media and religious fanatics who said that basically there's a large criminal network sweeping the nation worshiping satan (laughs) yes flushing kids down toilets and the like are these mexicans are we talking about mexicans no 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 this is full-on some goth white people shit oh Oh, yeah definitely oh and by the way my Sources today include Gizmodo, Cult Nation, South Coast Today, and Carl Drew's Fight.com. Ooh, okay. Okay. So people were blaming people. Jesus oh, Christ, <laughs> I need to get my life together today. I'm sorry. People were saying that the satanic panic was responsible for any awful crime that kind of was taking place at the time. Right. So, you know, rape, murder, whatever it is, satanic panic. That's obviously what it is. It's someone in the occult. So mass hysteria ensued and it actually even kind of got the best of rational people and people. I mean, and we've seen that today. The media can really convince people that something is happening that is not or something, you know, an extreme version of whatever kernel of truth is actually happening. Yeah. Like like what are those bracelet parties or lipstick parties? Oh, where they're like, is your kids sucking dicks at the mall? And you're just like, (laughs) I guess they are now. KTLA. (laughs) Hey Johnny, yes. Johnny, are you going to the uh, you going to the mall today? <laughs> Look, I don't want to be weird, but uh, mind if I tag along? <laughs> oh, oh. I totally forgot about that. Is that the one where they get like every girl wears a different color lipstick and then yes. they like okay? Uh-huh. Uh, I've never actually witnessed one. I don't believe they exist. Oh, you but... haven't been to one? No, no. Oh, really? They have them at the Grove every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I go I mean, to the one at Ralph's. It's much <laughs> less nice. I feel like it's always like, are your kids licking rat traps? Yeah. And you're just like, no, why would they do that? Like Tide Pods is a perfect example. Yeah, like one dumb asshole say. eats a Tide Pod and suddenly they're like, what's in your laundry room that's <laughs> killing your kids? Uh, hey, Johnny, are you going to the laundromat today? <laughs> love to tag along. I tag along. You know what was happening, though? And I I did not feel bad for the kids that, <laughs> that did this. Was when they were doing the Kylie Jenner lip challenge. Oh yes. my god! Like, I you do know remember what? that one. Like this is on you. You <laughs> should know better. This is not going to end well. Oh. <laughs> you dumb morons! Oh. I just, one of the makeup bloggers I watch sometimes on YouTube was just like, "You want Kylie Jenner lips? Fine." And then just overdrew her lips the way a drag queen does. She's like, "There you go. Yeah, done." <laughs> One of the beauty uh, Instagram accounts I follow, it's a guy, and he actually used a Tide Pod as his foundation applicator, and <laughs> it looked amazing. Oh, yeah, because they got, like, those clear pillowy ones. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. What is this, orange and blueberry flavored? <laughs> yeah. yeah, all of the beauty blogs that I follow don't exist. <laughs> no, I'm sure Kim Jong-un has a booty beauty oh. blog. And right. a booty blog. And a booty blog. <laughs> It's, I'm sure Dennis Rodman guest posts. It's great. Go. That's true. <laughs> For those of you at home, it's because I got a haircut and a shave. <laughs> but you don't look that Kim jong Uni tonight. Well, it's because no. your hair's curly. It's curly. Yeah, it's real curly. Yeah, it looks good. Oh, thanks. Um, Okay, mass hysteria ensued, and it got the best of rational people. Okay. Occult criminal experts 
were eventually discredited because <laughs> that wasn't a thing. But what a job title. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm a little bit bummed I wasn't around to claim yeah. that. If we arrange these stretchy bracelets into a pentagram, then who <laughs> knows what we'll find out. Um, over time, people calmed down and they got a little bit more rational about things. So that happens. Thank God. Thank God. I'm going to give you a little bit of a history about Fall River uh, and the victims. So, as I said, it started up in the late 1970s. There was recession, unemployment, and rising crime in the area of Fall River. Uh, Fall River is in Massachusetts, and it was once a thriving textile city. Ooh. Um, but it was shutting down, and buildings were being abandoned, etc. Right. So, drugs and the sex trade became the new industries. Whoa. That is a stark <laughs> difference from, from textile. textiles, from yeah. like beautiful fabrics to <laughs> sucking dick behind an abandoned behind building. Behind beautiful fabrics. <laughs> what a beautiful chambray. And then some weird lipstick party. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come back to the lipstick parties. So are your kids fucking in the old textile factory? <laughs> <laughs> Tonight at 11. <laughs> oh, corduroy is code for yeah. at 11. <laughs> Between October 1979 and February 1980, murders took place. Two young local sex workers had been bound, raped, tortured, and bludgeoned. Oh, now I feel bad. Yeah, I do too, and I knew it was coming. (laughs) If these are the murders that I think they are, I I think Sword and Scale might have covered this too. I think so. I feel like maybe. But the murders, not the cult. Yeah. Yeah. So. There was a third victim, but the only part of her body that was found was a partial skull fragment and some hair. Holy shit. And what happens Jeez. to her is awful. Like, Ant Hill kids awful. Oh. So Yeah, I think I figured that out when you said all that was found <laughs> was a skull fragment and hair. Oh. Yeah, all right, true. Facebook group, ready the poutine. I know. It's another yeah. rough one. The poutine and the doggy photos. So... There was a media frenzy that followed it and uh, confirmed all of the satanic panic fears going on at the time. You'll know, I, you, you've definitely heard of these murders, but the Probably. first victim was Doreen Levesque. That does sound very Right? Familiar, it's so yeah. familiar. It was familiar to me, too. Her body was found on October 13th, 1979. So Doreen was a 17-year-old sex worker. Hey, okay. Quick question. Yeah. Is this... Is I don't know... I haven't okay. I didn't take Massachusetts history in my Los Angeles uh, schooling, you know. But is it is the age of consent seventeen there? I don't know what it was in nineteen seventy nine, but that's probably a good thing I should have looked up, but didn't. Oh, um, I can find it right now. Here, but it bop boop. We're putting it in the cold podcast supercomputer. These are three different melodies. That's why it's a supercomputer. It can do it all. <laughs> I feel like it wouldn't change unless it's... If it's like 18, then it's changed. But... Right. A, a lot a lot of laws changed in the last like 20 yeah, years yeah. for this specific thing. But I do remember there was a Wikipedia article that I found that 16. had... 16. So we looked up the age of consent in Massachusetts. Uh, so Massachusetts age of consent is 16 years old. Massachusetts statutory rape law is violated when a person has consensual sexual intercourse... With a person under age 16. The age of consent is raised to 18 if the victim is, quote unquote, of a chaste life and the offender induces them to have sexual intercourse. Of a, of a chaste a life? If they're a virgin. So if it's your first time. so If, you're, if it's your first time, then it's, then it's 18. 
Right. But if you're a big old slut, then it's 16. <laughs> right. I, well, and I think the the thinking being like, if it's a couple 16-year-olds messing around. Oh, okay. Versus okay. like a 21-year-old right. talking a 16-year-old into it. Yeah. Right. A lot of states have like an age gap law where it's like, it's 16 yes. <clears throat> um, unless the people are within a certain age group, then it's like... Yeah. yeah, I know this is going to make me sound like a big old creep, but let me put all of this on my older brother. So I know because of his stupid girlfriend that he's still dating, um, <laughs> that they're very, they're very happy together. They've been together for several years. But the thing is, is that he's, he's older than her. And so because of that, I know that the law is like within four years or something. In California. Yeah. yeah. In California specifically. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, I'm sorry for that sluts comment earlier. It's supposed to be a joke, but then my sluts didn't laugh. I laughed. So, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which was a lot. I think I was too busy looking up consent laws. Yeah. It always <laughs> feels weird to look that up, right? A little bit. Yeah. This one has like a map. Oh, God. So California actually has one of the highest ages of consent at 18. However... If you're under 18, but within four years of each other over the age of, I believe, 14, it doesn't apply. Okay. If I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. So this was all fine and dandy at the time. Yeah, except for the, It's fine and dandy currently, too. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Except for the fact that she was soliciting sex, which I think was still illegal. Yeah, that wasn't Well, and yeah, 17-year-old sex worker, it is possibly against her will as well. Oh. You never know. Yeah, you never know. So her body was found behind Dimmon Vocational High School. Her wrists were bound with fishing line and there were signs of sexual torture. She was stabbed in the head several times and had multiple skull fractures. Police initially thought that it was one of her clients that murdered her, but the coroner actually determined that there was more than one person involved in her murder. Oh, poor thing. And that there may have been ritual involved. Ooh. I mean, I didn't mean to sound so interested in that. Like, this is still horrible, yeah. but twist. Twist. So they believe that she was actually stoned to death. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Not that kind. God damn, I'm so high, I'm gonna die. <laughs> According to several local drug addicts and low-level criminals, Satan was ruling the criminal underworld in Fall River. What? Wait, in person? I feel like he's got better shit to do. Yo, that is the sickest sentence I've ever heard in my life. I mean, that's the point. I think there's like first place, that sentence, second place, dude, and then I hit the blunt and landed a kickflip. You know? <laughs> it's right there. I mean, in in person, that's what they imply? Um, Sure. Okay. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit of that. So one month later... Andy Maltias goes to the Fall River Police Station, and he is saying that his girlfriend, Barbara Raposa, is missing. Raposa is, was 22 years old, and she was also a sex worker and had the same beat as Doreen Levesque. Um, she had information on Levesque's murder. Oh, no, sorry. He said he had information on Levesque's murder and mumbled something about it being involved with a satanic cult. Um, officers organized an interview. They didn't have any other leads, so they were like, sure, yeah, let's let's see what this guy has to say. So they did have an official interview with Maltias, and he was described as, quote, a mentally unstable creep. 
Those exact words. <laughs> Those exact words. You know it's bad when the cops are like, what a creep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, he was a pedophile, a sexual sadist, a violent rapist, and a devout Christian. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> which is kind those of a don't miss. One of these things is not like, like the, the other. other. Um, One of these things is good. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Christian. Okay. Um, but he was, prior to becoming a devout Christian, he was a devout Satanist. Ooh. So. What? He did a little 180. He kicked off his interview by saying, Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior. Once I worshipped Satan, but now I worship Jesus. Jeez. Which is always a weird way to start an interview. I tried it for my last job. I didn't get it. Didn't get and I think it. that might be why. I love the, because I've heard it before, but the term like personal Lord and Savior. Because yeah, when, right. when you put the adjective personal in front of something, I think of like <laughs> personal pizza. <laughs> like a personal, like, yeah, he's, it's, it's just, just a little, you. just a little taste of yeah. Jesus, yeah. you know? Is, is, I'm not hungry for the full Jesus. <laughs> I don't need the whole thing. Just a little Jesus. Here's here's what I wonder because I feel like, to, like if you spend enough time around church people, they love to do this thing where anything bad is the devil. So they'll be like, "I'm a born again Christian now. I used to worship the devil." And what they mean by that was they just didn't go to church on Sundays or yeah. like, like I used to do drugs, but instead of just saying I do drugs. I was devoted to the devil. And so it's kind of like, I feel like sometimes it's a way for people to get out of admitting, admitting what they really, what they actually yeah, did. Yeah. What they were really up to. Yeah. Just in my experience. But like, that right. doesn't sound better than whatever no, they could be no, doing. It doesn't. The, the only thing I will say is it takes your responsibility out of it. Definitely. Yeah. 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 That means every night I'm worshiping the devil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, I've done that bit three times. Like, like I'm gonna cut at least one of them. Diminishing returns on that joke. <laughs> Would you ever expect that? By the way, is and then two seconds later, going diminishing returns. On that. <laughs> he claimed that him and Barbara, his missing girlfriend, were practicing Satanists at the time of her disappearance and were members of a cult. He said that Doreen Levesque was also in said cult. Police were skeptical. But he swore it was true and said that Karen Marsden and Robin Murphy, members of the cult, would have more details about Levesque's case. Hmm. So Karen Marsden and Robin Murphy become big, big players, especially Robin Murphy. Uh, Karen Marsden was a 20-year-old single mom, sex worker, runaway, and drug addict. Uh, Karen, Karen Marsden was actually described as being, quote, nervous and emotional. And Robin Murphy was described as, Cold, deliberate, and calculated with a high degree of intelligence and domineering personality. Ooh, this is kind of like Slender Man. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, we're like, yeah. one of them is clearly more domineering and the right. other one is is submissive. Oh. That's true. I thought you meant it's he's like Slender Man. No, like the Slender Man murders. Yeah. No, I get it. I thought you meant like the Slender Man. <laughs> no. No. Um, this guy doesn't have an office. Yeah, that's right. He had an office. <laughs> that was the best part. Robin Murphy <clears throat> Robin Murphy was also a sex worker and at 17 had dreams of being a pimp. Oh wow. I mean, hey, Aim like, get to the top of your field? Mhm. I guess Karen Marsden and Robin Murphy were both roommates and lovers. Oh, oh. And twist. All right. Twist. That just seems like they were dating. I don't like they when people were. go I don't like when people go I don't, Yeah, we're roommates. Oh, yeah. Well, but that's what they did back in the day. Like homosexual couples, I feel like a lot of times 
Yeah. I don't want to use any incorrect terms. I'm not trying to be not PC, but a lot of times in back in the day, they would They'd say, this roommates. is my roommate, yeah. just helping which was out. just code for, this oh, is my boyfriend, this there, is my girlfriend. There's, I, I don't want to say rumors, because I think they've kind of corroborated it now, but Kitty Genovese, who is famously the one that 31 people heard her scream and no one helped, right? but they really did. There's a documentary that came out like a year ago that she lived with her roommate, who was her Right. Yeah. Um, They actually did that on The Office with Oscar. Oh, that's right. I remember that. He's like, his roommate roommate picks him up. Yeah. So what you're telling me is that if someone has a roommate, they're fucking gay. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm saying. How many roommates do you have? (laughs) Several men. Uh, (laughs) Several men roommates. Um, Okay, so they said they knew Andy Maltias from around but robin murphy later claimed maltias had been molesting her since she was 11 oh yeah karen marston was the only one who actually ended up speaking to police initially and eventually blurted out carl drew killed doreen levesque i'm sorry wait carl drew carl drew two first names i'm sorry oh god two first names she did well because she's the emotional one and so like when they were interviewing her they're saying that she just couldn't handle the pressure of the questions and i was just like okay carl drew killed her type of thing Carl Drew. Yeah. I feel like we skated right past that weird turd of a name. Yeah. Carl Drew. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> Carl Drew was 26 years old and no stranger to the police. No, really? With a name like <laughs> Carl Drew? I know. Well, I it's feel actually like... because his sister Nancy helped them out a lot. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> Drew, ah. Drew is his first name. Carl Drew. And then he has a last name in addition to that. Wait. No, that is his name. Oh, wait, I thought Drew was also his first name. Carl Drew, his first no, name. No, Carl Drew is his name. Well, oh. I just meant he, his last name. They oh. sound like two first names. I, I thought it was two. I thought Carl Drew was his first name, like Billy Bob. No, no. Okay. Carl, no, that would be even worse. Well, because well, I was thinking, I was like, this, you're asking for trouble when you give your kid two, like a double name yeah, like that. That's yeah, that's true. But no, his name is just Carl Drew. First name Carl, last name Drew. <laughs> So I'm. You're Paige right, and Armando, Mondo. Are having your name? Your joke made sense about Nancy's room. He. They're having a stare off, hands <laughs> on hips, thrust forward. Not their hips, their torsos, like their upper torsos, chest. We look, we look areas. like birds. Yeah, they do. There you go. It's a much better description than what I'm trying. Later, to. I'm gonna barf in his mouth. Oh God! <laughs> like a baby bird. Oh, no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um. He had a violent reputation as a pimp on Bedford Street, uh, in the uh, Bedford Street district, which is where um, Doreen Levesque and uh, um, 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 a pimp named Carl, a pimp named Carl. Like, could you imagine putting Carl on a pimp cup, or like diamond grills that say Carl? I don't think pimps were like that all the time yet i mean my only our visions of yeah i like i don't know any personally i don't like it i mean to be fair everyone in the story we've heard so far is either a pimp a a sex worker or a cop and i am assuming that is the whole town i'm assuming (laughs) this whole town is dedicated to playing cops and robbers it is pretty much because lives in an old textile factory and it's just a sex economy love it (laughs) yeah um, and he was born and raised on a small farm in New Hampshire. From farmer to pimp, come on! <laughs> that's the name of your autobiography. From farmer to pimp. No, that's his new rap now. From farmer oh, to pimp. Yeah. 
He said he was abused as a child and forced into brutal labor. Hold on. Hold on. Both control their hoes. Okay. <laughs> oh. Oh, that was well played. <laughs> I'm sorry. Armando Torres from Farmer to Pimp. Farmer to pimp colon nothing but hoes. Oh my god! Oh, I love it. Okay. Um. So he was abused. He was abused as a child. Oh boy. Said his alcoholic father lowered him into a well by his ankles and made him clean out a bunch of dead rats. Oh. He ran away at fourteen and entered into the criminal underground. Ooh. And he was Doreen Levesque's pimp. Okay. Oh, okay. There is nothing actually connecting him to the murder other than a young drug addict saying he was involved. This is um, information that I don't know if you have or if it's relevant is what I mean. Like relevant to where they would have written it down. But was he also the pimp of his own girlfriend? Um, He didn't have a girlfriend. You're thinking of multi or alti. Hold on. It doesn't matter. We can skip okay. forward. I thought this was somebody else. You're thinking of Maltius. Yep. Okay. Whose girlfriend was Barbara. Okay. What about Barb? What about Barb? All right. Sorry. Continue. Barbara Raposa. Okay. Police asked Karen Marsden for more information, but she was reluctant to talk. They offered her protection, um, but she still wasn't comfortable talking to them um, after her initial breakdown. Damn. Oh, never mind. I was going to say that's straight gangster, but then I forgot she totally sung. Yeah. Right at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All she said was that if she turned up dead, he did it. Um, and then she eventually said, I'm a good person. I believe in God and referred to Carl Drew as, quote, the devil. Oh, and, so that's how the devil was running the crime underground. Right. Because Carl Drew was the devil. But then they also summon him. So the devil. So uh, it gets a little messy. That. But you have to remember that everyone's on drugs. So yeah. like. Guys, now we're going to summon Carl. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to note that this is the second cult we've had where people have tried to summon the devil. And I, like, why? Why? What good can come from that? He's not going to show up and be like, I brought candy. Like, that's not, like, he's he's the devil. He only brings destruction. That's true. Stop. Stop calling him. I feel like it's the equivalent of, like, summoning your weed dealer. Where it's like, yeah, you kind of want to, but then then he's just there. Yeah, and he wants to hang out and be friends. But like what? <laughs> yeah, but, the but devil the, is my here's weed the thing. dealer. If you if you summon a weed dealer, ostensibly you'll get weed out of the deal. If you summon the devil, you'll get what? Death, maybe if you're lucky. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing good. You might get to be a pimp named Carl. That's I mean, true. I still don't think that's a great life. No, it's not. No, it is not. Um, <laughs> Karen feared the consequences of her betrayal from her initial speaking up about Carl Drew's involvement. Um, she said that Carl Drew organized a prostitution ring that was ran as a satanic coven. Oh. And he will he would tell them Satan will take his toll. He also told them that their souls would be sacrificed and, quote, cast into the flaming pits of hell for eternity. Well, that's what Satan does. Yeah. So, you know. You know. Karen Marsden and another sex worker in the cult, Carol Fletcher, took police to Freetown State Forest and said the cult held their evening meetings there. Marsden showed police a small body of water where Drew said he would dump her body after in... Okay, this is what he said he would do to her um, if she talked to the police. He told her he would inject battery acid into her veins. Oh, God. And offer her soul to Satan. Okay. 
that seems like overkill at that point. Yeah. Like, she's already going to die a horrible, painful death from the battery acid. Totally. But you have to realize that if she's like a God-fearing Christian, then the thought of eternal hell is almost worse. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Because eventually the battery acid in your veins will stop. Also, ooh, what was that? Mrs. fucking knows everything about religion just got school? No, I'm just, I mean, that's the thing. Someone else can't condemn you to hell. It's more of like a personal thing. Like, And then I'm going to make you smoke all this weed well, even, and miss church. Even, even then, it's, that's the whole concept of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's that like you have a relationship with God. He knows your heart and your intention. And then... Like, somebody else can't come along and be like, you're going to hell. Like, you can't right. do it for somebody else. You're like Satanist Oprah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, just in the same way that you t- cannot technically save someone else, they have mm-hmm. to decide it for themselves. Someone else can't condemn you to it. It's a lot like rehab. Yeah. Like, you can't force someone to get clean. They have to choose it for themselves. But similarly, you can't force someone into addiction. So you're saying the personal relationship with Jesus is a lot like uh, my relationship with my personal pizza. Because it knows my heart. Because (laughs) cholesterol. (laughs) Okay. Just like that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Another sex worker of Drew's, Mildred Jukes, who went by Cookie. Good choice. Yep. She told police... Told police that Drew told her that he was going to kill the woman who got her arrested for sex work and tie her to a tree to be sacrificed and pour warm blood from a live goat all over her face. Whoa. Yeah, that's a punishment. Hey, hey, uh, hey Carl. Uh, <laughs> look, I respect it, but that's a little much. He likes to go. He goes a the little goat above and beyond with these uh, ideas of his. I feel like he's like not prepared to follow through with any of it does that make sense yeah it's kind of like when my mom used to tell me that she would rip my arms off and beat me to death with the bloody stumps like she was never gonna actually do that i could totally take her or like when my mom was like i'm gonna inject you with battery acid and condemn you to hell oh so you you and you and barb have that in common yeah yeah, yeah. my mom was a sweet pimp (laughs) police okay so this is really interesting are you ready for the real twist yes okay Police initially thought Drew was the leader and the murderer, but Karen Marsden began to let out just how dangerous and evil her lover, Robin Murphy, truly was. I kind of felt like, um, okay, I'm blanking. This this is ridiculous. Keith Morrison! (laughs) That's who I'm thinking of. You knew that right off the top of your head, huh? Uh Uh-huh. Just like that. Mm -hmm. Just like that. (laughs) Yeah. Robin Murphy... May even be the central figure in the Fall River Murders. Ooh. This is working out to be like a good mini series, you know? Like yeah. you think it's this guy, but yeah. there's a lover. Right. Yeah, it's true. Oh so. my god, oh my god. There's a lover, and then Carl was the fighter. He's a lover, not a fighter. Oh, come on. Well, he is if you ask him, but we'll get to that. Yep, that's fair. Okay. So you know how uh, we were talking about Barbara Raposa earlier? What about Barb? (laughs) Her body was found in the woods behind an abandoned printing factory. Oh, so that's what's up with Barb. (laughs) In January 26, 1980. Oh, damn. Yeah. Her body was frozen and bloodied. 
Um, her wrists were tied with fishing line. She had been sexually assaulted, and her skull had been crushed with a rock. God damn. Right. So her boyfriend, Andy Maltius, was the first person interviewed. Now, this guy, this guy, fucking idiot, he called the police to say he had details of her murder from a psychic dream he had. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, that was also an SVU. Do you remember that one with like Martin Short? Was yes. it Martin Short? It was Martin yeah. Short. You're correct. Police played along and were like, oh, oh yeah? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh. And uh, brought him to the scene. And he somehow seemed to know everything about the murder. <laughs> None of the details had been released to the public. I'm getting something. I'm getting something. Yeah. I'm thinking blunt force trauma yeah. with that exact rock. That's exactly what he was doing. And then, like, the time and everything. Hey, like, guy, I don't want to be rude, but I just saw you take that rock out of your pocket. <laughs> uh, he was charged with murder. Yeah, no, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Good call, for sure. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Good police work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Robin Murphy called police and offered to testify against Andy Maltias as a witness to the murder of Barbara Raposa and give them information on the murder of Doreen Levesque in exchange for protective custody and immunity. Wait, okay. Wouldn't wouldn't witnessing a murder and not coming forward earlier be illegal? Uh yeah. yeah I would it's think. like withholding I evidence. It's obstruction, or, obstruction, obstruction, obstruction of yeah. justice, yeah. But yeah, it's the 70s, man. I don't know. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so she told uh, police that Andy Maltias had killed Barbara after he found out she was cheating on him. She said that she, Raposa, and Maltes... Wait, Mal- che- Maltias, sorry. Cheating on him because she was a sex worker or cheating Okay, that on was him- my question too when I was taking these notes. I was like, of course she was cheating on him. She was a sex worker. That was literally her job. But I then I wonder, like, well, maybe she had a relationship outside of that. Hold like, on a second. Did you charge that motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> if he didn't pay you money, show me your receipt. Like, he just stands there like the entrance to a Costco highlighting their receipts yeah. as they leave. Well, I mean, that's like for people who are porn stars, I was they, thinking they, the same they, thing. they separate yeah. the work where it's like, you know, on set is one thing and their relationship is another and they right. usually set some sort of boundary between. And I think that's probably the arrangement they had. Yeah. Um, But so she said that that night her um, Raposa and Maltias were driving, doing drugs and just kind of driving around on the night of the murder. Um, uh, but this was the 70s where everyone just went for drives apparently, right? Yeah. Well, there was nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, Robin Murphy said that Raposa and Maltias got into a fight and he dragged her out of the car, dragged her behind the building, and raped her. Mm. She said she was screaming for help and he beat her with a rock. Murphy claimed Maltias threatened her with the same fate if she talked to police and that she only felt comfortable doing now. Oh, comfortable telling her story now because he was behind bars so that was why i guess she got out of well and, and usually okay. they won't prosecute in that instance right because you know you're threatened and yeah everything. yeah yeah so her story actually put him away for life and the tabloids were super bummed that it was just some lame old murder over jealousy and not like weird cult satanic shit <laughs> um robin murphy claimed there was no connection between the murders of raposa and levesque um, 
other than the fact that she was at both of them. Ooh, wait a second. I see a common thread. Yes. She said that, quote, the killing of Doreen Levesque was an offering of the soul to Satan and Carl Drew was behind it. She said that Doreen wanted to leave Drew's satanic sex coven and do sex work on her own. So she wanted to, like, Beyonce that shit. That was good. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. (laughs) She wanted to Beyonce that shit. I'm Beyonce, and Carl Drew, you are Kelly Rowlands. (laughs) He's a Justin Timberlake. Oh, yeah. He's a Justin Timberlake. Or she's a Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. So she's probably better just leaving her as Beyonce. He's J.C. Chazé and is just hoping for the best. Well, he no, because he would be the manager. So whoever they're... Oh, Bernie. He's Jessica Simpson's dad. Oh, Papa Simpson. (laughs) Papa Simpson. It's Britney, bitch. Oh. Britney was always on her own. Yeah. Um, I want to. <laughs> I want to say that we've shit all over every yeah, pop star no, joke he's made. I'm sorry. It's all good. You're wrong. She's Bobby Brown. He's the rest. <laughs> okay. Oh. Okay. So she wanted to go out and do her own thing. Drew was pissed, so he found her at a bar and forced her into his car. In that car was obviously Carl Drew, Robin Murphy, Karen Marsden, and Drew's friend Willie Smith, who was another Satanist. <laughs> I'll pause. <laughs> did they drive Smith. all the way to Miami? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> or did they veer wild, wild west? <laughs> when I don't he, know, but I know it was more than just the two of them. Does he refer to the? <laughs> did he refer to the rituals as Big Willie style? <laughs> Oh, to, um, to to call down the devil and usher in the new millennium. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> so remind me again, uh, this took place in Massachusetts? Yes. Are you sure it wasn't Philadelphia yeah. born and raised? Oh. <laughs> well, the body was actually found by a playground where it spent most, most of its days. Most of its days. <laughs> Oh, God. To okay. a couple of pimps who were up to no, no good, good. Started causing satism in their neighborhood. <laughs> uh, I'm punching my leg Started casting spells in the neighborhood. Oh, I love it. They opened one grimoire and their mom got scared. That's so funny. Oh. <laughs> I hate to be the guy that goes, that's so funny. But oh my God. That's yeah, funny. you didn't think I could rhyme anything with grimoire, did you? I didn't know you knew that word. What? The f- of course I know the word grimoire. Uh, yeah, if there's going to be anyone, it's going to be you. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry, guys. Marie just farted. Just let. <laughs> I scooted my chair. Yeah, she pooted her chair. I did not. Gross. If I would fart, I would just do it really silently and wait for you guys to notice and have like a creepy smile and just wait. Like the one you have right now <laughs> exactly. that only I can see? Exactly. <laughs> All right. It's covering my face so Paige can't see, but that's what I would do. She looks terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And her neck looks real thick. Thick oh neck. My God. Drew then backhanded Levesque. And Drew and Smith took Levesque under some bleachers and Murphy and Marsden stayed in the car and they claimed that they heard nothing. The men returned without her and they drove away. And when Murphy asked what happened to Levesque, Drew just said, you don't want to know. But here is why that's a little bit weird. Because um, he took out this weird pen thing and it flashed a red light and then no one remembered. <laughs> Sorry, exactly. men in black. 
Um, they said that they didn't hear anything, but she was tortured. Levesque was tortured and very bloody. So, so they would have heard. Yeah, they would have heard her screaming. Um, so over time, her story got more and more grandiose with uh, satanic embellishments, which she claimed she had forgotten during her initial interview. Oh, God. I don't want to say that she's doing this for attention, but embellishments. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Karen Marsden. Remember her? Yeah. Okay. Emotional sex worker. She kept talking to the police. And while she was believed to be there for the murders, her story did not go with Robin Murphy's. She said Carl Drew was the one spearheading the murders, but Murphy played a leading role. She said Murphy had uh, had them all get involved in the mutilation of Levesque and Raposa, either for ritual purposes or for guaranteed silence by involving them in the crimes. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Karen Marsden was considered unreliable as a witness because of her drug use, erratic behavior, and unwillingness to testify in court. So it really seems like the last thing is why she's an unreliable witness. Well, it's the problem <laughs> the is the fact is, that she won't be a witness. Well, like if you notice a theme in this in this particular case is that everyone's like the local drug dealer said and like the local drug addicts claimed, and so it's like no one's that reliable yeah. <laughs> with anything they're saying. Um, so that's why there's a lot of speculation as to whether or not. Well, we'll get to that. Never mind. Okay. So she was terrified that she was going to be next in a sacrificial murder. She was very concerned that if she spoke up or said any more or was found out, that Drew would, in fact, fill her with battery acid and kill her and, um, you know, send her to hell. Two months later, nope. <laughs> she was reported missing on February 9th, 1980. Oh, mm. I thought you were saying two months later, nope, still alive. Oh. <laughs> no, but two months later, a man found the top half of a human skull. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, boy. It smelled like battery acid. Oh. <laughs> Police then found decaying carcasses of three cats, sheep bones, and human hair, jewelry, a high heel, and pieces of a woman's sweater. They determined that that skull, in fact, belonged to Karen Marsden. Oof. Then comes in a woman named Maureen. She went by Sunny Sparta. Called saying Robin Murphy was Karen Marsden's killer. Sunny was also a sex worker and held satanic meetings in her apartment. And she was the den mother figure to young sex workers, runaways, and drug addicts. I feel like these people treat Satan like Tupperware. Like everyone's like, no, come over to my house. We're having a Satan party. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Free gifts. (laughs) Sunny was uh, formerly involved with Robin Murphy as well and said that Murphy admitted to the killing during a phone conversation. We're going to make a casserole with crescent rolls and then pay, play spot the Tupperware right. lit. And I murdered her. <laughs> Carol Fletcher came forward and said Robin Murphy and Carl Drew were responsible for the murder. Oof. So She said that Carl Davis, um, the pimp, was also there. Fletcher Wait, said... Wait, so there's two pimps in this town named Carl. I don't know who Carl Davis is. I don't know. Oh, you meant Carl. Sorry, Carl, Carl Drew. Drew. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you I like how you said I like how you said Carl the pimp. Like I was gonna forget that he was a pimp. <laughs> He's 
first and foremost a pimp, and then formerly a farmer. Uh, Fletcher said she drove everyone out to the woods where the sacrificial satanic killing took place. Robin Murphy, at the time that this was coming out, was living under witness protection and relocated to Dallas and was living with a friend, which I thought if you were under witness protection, like, you couldn't live with your friends, but whatever. Yeah, you're not supposed to be with anyone who knows who you are. Yeah, that's what I thought, but maybe there's different levels. I don't know. I feel like they just really didn't give a shit about her. (laughs) Probably. They're like, take your Satan shit somewhere else. Yeah. (laughs) Just out of our jurisdiction. Don't I have to change my name? I wouldn't worry. (laughs) (laughs) No one wants to know you. (laughs) Um, But so she had relocated to Dallas until Maltius. Oh, just until he went to trial. Um, So once she was linked to Karen Marsden's murder, though, she was brought back to Fall River on a warrant. Yeah. Because she was only immune, had immunity for Le- Doreen Levesque's murder, um, and I believe it was Barbara's. Barbara. Yeah. yeah. So Carl Drew. Oh, there is a Carl Davis. <laughs> There's two two pimps named Carl. It says Carl Drew and Carl Davis were also arrested. I feel like we have an episode title now and this is just called Two Pimps. A Tale of Two Carls. A Tale of Two Carls. (laughs) Pimps at Large. Pimps. (laughs) A Tale of Two Carls colon Pimps at Large. Did they, okay, they they knew each other, right? Yeah. Ah, because I just had the opening scene of them meeting in the back of a cop car and being (laughs) like, sup? Name's Carl. Yeah. What? Yeah. My name's Carl. What you in for? Pimping? Me too. Then they're just we're gonna friends. do it <laughs> together. <laughs> he like toss handcuffs into the air and freeze yeah. frame. <laughs> I would watch a tale the of shit two Carls was show. filmed in front of a live in audience. Studio audience. <laughs> a foes. Okay. In I'm Orlando, sorry. Florida. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay, so first off, we make bear cops. <laughs> then, then we make Tale of Two Pimps, colon, no, Tale of Two Carls, Tale of two Carls. colon, pimps at large. Yeah. That's what we're doing here, guys. God. It's just that kind of night. <laughs> um, so Carl Drew and Carl Davis, both arrested, but it wasn't really hard to find them because they were already in jail on unrelated assault charges. Together. Because um, they found each other instantly. <laughs> Carls are like magnets. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> While under investigation, Robin broke down and told everything, but that story would change several times throughout the trial and be recanted during her parole hearings later on. Oh, good gravy. She claimed that Drew ordered the death of Karen Marsden because she was a liability for talking to the police and said they needed to all kill her as an act of loyalty to the cult. Whoa. Damn. It's about to get so fucked up. According to her original statement, she was told to drag Marsden from the car and pull her hair. Drew, Murphy, Fletcher, and Davis all stoned her, uh, stoned Marsden, and... Four times of the same joke. Yeah, I did it 4.2 times. Oh, God. 4.20! Oh, my God. Drew cut off one of Marsden's fingers so that she would feel pain. Every time I do it. I I was going to say, like, it's going to get so bad in a second. Every time I do it, it's it's followed by a horrible thing. (laughs) Um, And then he broke her neck. 
Oh, fuck. Murphy slit Mars Marsden's throat with a knife that Davis had handed to her. The Af- men After her neck is broken? Yeah. I think good for that, at least. The men then ripped off her head. Oh, my God. And kicked it around the woods. What? As an homage to Satan, Drew carved an X into her torso and spoke in tongues. I'm sorry. Just... <laughs> so Satan loves head soccer? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, so... Okay. Carved an X into her chest and spoke in tongues. See what I tell you about speaking in tongues. I know. Oof. Murphy. Okay, so then Murphy performed oral sex on the headless body. Oh! Oh, oh God! Why? They, Who's that for? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I shouldn't laugh. It's a good this question. is like this is like nervous. Oh, yeah, but you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair question. Yeah. Oh God. Oh. And then they dumped her body in the woods and burned it. Oh. I don't feel good about this. Oh. I just, I feel. Marie, stay bringing the bummers. I know. I know. I feel like there's so much overkill in this. Like, I feel horrible. But at the same time, I'm like, thank God they broke her neck first. Yeah. Because then she probably didn't feel any of it. But Hopefully not. Yeah, this also, is- Horrible, horrifying. Yeah. This is the only time the phrase "I'm so glad they broke her, her neck, neck first yeah, is appropriate. True. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sheesh. Um. Okay. So then what? So then many of the bizarre claims are believed to likely be works of fiction. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that chance that. Okay. So like, the cunnilingus on a on a headless body. Right, but like, because Robin Murphy was like, yeah, I did this, this, and this. But then later she's like, mm, okay, maybe I didn't do that. But she's also trying to get parole. Yeah. So like, oh, okay. who knows what really happened? It's probably somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. I mean, yeah. either way, they found fragment, like half of her skull is all. Well, so like something bad and, happened. Yeah. And remember too, even if, even if they did a fraction of what she's claiming they did. It's still awful. It's still awful. And it's in her head. Like, she had the capacity to think exactly. about that. Which is also terrifying. Yeah. Um. So they say, you know, that these facts, quote unquote, all came from a very unstable, highly manipulative woman. Oof. There was also possible witness tampering, manipulation, and misconduct. The detectives on the case were highly, highly Catholic, and they think there was a chance that they helped frame the case based on their own beliefs. Gotcha. So you're saying that they may have gotten jiggy with it? (laughs) Maybe. Oh, if Paige gets to do one, then I get to do one. So you're saying they were highly Catholic? Oh, (laughs) my God. God. And then there was a murder. (laughs) Oh, God, please don't let there be worse. Either way, three women were brutally murdered. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that is horrible. So, two of the detectives actually went to one of Sonny Sparta's satanic gatherings. What? Yeah, just for, like, to see what the fuck was going on. <laughs> not like it, Yeah, it, it was, like, for their case. They not show up they there and they're interested. like, this is just Pampered Chef and Mary Kay. <laughs> What's going on? And I am confused. I am here for the Tupperware party. Yeah. I, I mean, these breadsticks are in a pentagram, but that's a stretch. <laughs> it's uh, kind of ruined when I eat one, though. So <laughs> They said that Carl Drew, Robin Murphy, Sparta, and other sex workers were there. 
Sparta said more black mass gatherings were held in the Freetown State Forest and said the humans... She said that she did not think humans were sacrificed, but goats and stray cats definitely were. I mean, and, I'd, I'd believe that, I guess. Yeah. Um, and they'd baptize people, quote unquote, with the blood of animals and speak in tongues. Oof. Murphy also said that she went, but that a skull and what she believed to be human blood was used in the rituals she witnessed in the woods. Mm. And she attended 10 cult gatherings, including the one where Levesque and Marsden were murdered. Um, Carl Drew fully admitted to worshiping Satan, and Freetown State First was mentioned... Wait. Oh, sorry. Freetown State Park was often mentioned as the center for group activity. There are many violent crimes, tragic events, and believed paranormal activity in that forest. But what about the other Carl? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know about that Carl. Many say that land is cursed, though. Um, yeah. And police also found a shack there where the group had orgies and prepared for group activities. They found an altar with a flat stone slab where they'd have candles and ceremonies. And they were held over bodies of naked sex workers and animals bled out in Satan's honor. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, it's a quote from one of the websites that I pulled this information from the freetown state forest would continue to be a gathering point for area satanists and other dark-minded individuals with evidence of ritual activities discovered long after the fall river cult murder trials in november 1988 a hunter stumbled across a camouflaged bunker located off one one of the more remote hiking trails police were called out to investigate upon entering the structure they found an unsettling cache of items did i already say this no jeez i'm I am losing it. Dolls with their eyes gouged out, animal bones, a rusted butcher knife, a small wooden chair, and tattered children's clothing. Oof. That same year, a dozen calves were found mutilated in the forest, and the corpse of Elizabeth Gregory, buried in a remote forest cemetery in 1868, was dug up and taken from her grave. Cult activity was suspected in all three cases. What the fuck? Yeah, scary place. So a media frenzy ensued, and many believed that Maltias, Drew, Murphy, and Davis were just the tip of the iceberg, and there were many others out there who were responsible for these later crimes. So now for sentencing. Andy Maltias was sentenced in, Jan- in January 1981. He was convicted in first-degree murder of Barbara Raposa and a life sentence with no parole. He was later considered a suspect in other unsolved rapes from the early 70s, but no additional charges were made, and he died of cancer in 1998. Murphy, Drew, and Davis actually had to have their trials in Worcester County Superior Court in Fitchburg, Massachusetts, because all of the sensationalized news coverage would completely taint the pool of uh, right, jurors. Right. Yeah, it'd be completely between the balls and assholes of the jurors. Yes, that's exactly what <laughs> I meant. Taint. Tainted. Yeah. <laughs> Robin Murphy. Yeah. Robin Murphy had a very good lawyer. And got her to plead a second-degree murder in exchange for her testimony against the others. Her previous immunity deal held, held, so no charges were filed for Levesque or Raposa murders. Um, and she got the life sentence with the possibility of parole. She was released June 10th, 2004, after 24 years in prison. Seven years later, she went back on a parole violation for driving around with a woman who had heroin in the car. Oh, geez. So she's back in a maximum security prison and was denied parole again in 2017. The case against Carl Davis fell apart. (laughs) (laughs) No trial for abduction and slaughter of Carol Marsden. One year later, they arrested for um, 
Oh, one year later, Carl Davis was arrested for assaulting Sonny Sparta with a deadly weapon. Um, according to Carl Drew's personal blog, David beat pregnant Sparta, oh. stabbed her in the head with a knife because she had info implicating him and Murphy oh my God. and absolving Drew in Marston's murder. He served seven years and is now free. What? Did she, well, yeah. she live? Yeah. Even though she got stabbed in the head? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Carl Drew was always believed to be the ringleader. But his ex-girlfriend, Leah Johnson, said Drew told her he had killed a girl with Davis, Murphy, and another woman. He also gave that same girlfriend a diamond ring that previously belonged to Marsden. Oh, God. Drew is currently serving a life sentence for the murder of Karen Marsden with no parole. Um, He filed applications seeking a new trial and was denied. He also has many supporters petitioning for the Massachusetts governor to... Um, review his case. Mm. Doreen Levesque's murder case never went to trial because the DA believed it would just result in a second life sentence for Carl Drew. In 1984, Robin Murphy recanted her entire testimony in an attempt to get a new trial. She said, I believe Carl Drew was guilty for killing Karen and many, many other women in the area. Murphy later told Parole Board, I believed he belonged in jail but also knew justice was not taking place, so I made the story up. She also claimed that she was not actually present for the Raposa murder and admitted to fabricating the testimony that led to Andy Maltese's conviction as retribution for sexually abusing her. Um, so, who knows, you know, I mean... Yeah, yeah. Oof. Many others recanted, saying they were either high or made to say what they did under police pressure. So, who, again, who knows yeah, what's yeah. true? Who knows? Carol Fletcher, who was supposedly there for Karen Marsden's murder, said she was threatened by police into making statements against Carl Drew. And now she says the murder didn't take place in the woods and that Murphy killed Marsden in the projects and her body was dismembered and dumped several places. So that could be true, too. Yeah. Ugh, it's a mess. But Paul Carey, who was a detective from the Fall River Major Crimes Division who worked on the case, has his own theory. He says, I still believe that Murphy was the real ringleader, not Drew. That Levesque was murdered because Murphy was also in love with her and became jealous when Levesque started seeing Drew. I believe Murphy and Marsden were present when Levesque was killed. I think Murphy killed Raposa because Raposa was in love with Maltese. Murphy admitted that she and Raposa had previously been lovers, and I believe Murphy killed Marsden because of the two previous murders. Marsden was at the scene of those murders, and I believe Murphy knew she was the weak link and might get them convicted. Uh, Paul, I'm going to need you to stop it with that bullshit. You're a meter maid, all right? Can you He's get back? He's a detective! Back? All right. You haven't been a detective since you didn't solve these murders, Paul. Get back out there. <laughs> um, I'm going to need a chart. Yeah, there's a lot of names in there. Um, <laughs> are we talking about the case? Wait, yes. What? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, some say the cult never existed. Some say police and the media made it up to connect the women and capture the town's imagination. Carl Drew claims he was never involved in his satanic in this satanic group. And if you want to see what Carl Drew's, Drew has to say, you can go to his website, carldrewsfight.com. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> he has a lovely ponytail and the same bangs I had in that picture we posted when I was seven. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Yeah. I have always said that I was never a part of the occult. I was just straight pimping. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure why my accent is this one, as I am from Massachusetts. He's actually from New Hampshire. Oops. 
<laughs> My name is Carl Drew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Basically, he says that Murphy framed him and he wasn't involved and... He says, I was thrown into the middle of a mass nightmare that involved macabre accusations of devil worship and human sacrifice. I wasn't even there. Kyle yeah. Davis and I were eating a big plate of spaghetti yeah. until the noodles met in the <laughs> middle and we kissed. <laughs> he says they are Also, told- if any of you know Carl Davis, can you please tell him to contact me? <laughs> he says... Regarding a very lucrative business opportunity... <laughs> I am in context for my own show. (laughs) Tale of two car. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) He says it was totally off the wall accusations that was right out of some thriller novel. None true as far as I was involved and nothing like what was being said. And that thriller novel is written by me, Carl Carl Drew. Either a tale way. of one Carl. <laughs> oh my God. The real story. I'm going to bed. <laughs> um, either way, like I said earlier, three women were brutally murdered. Oh boy. And whether or not there was a satanic cult involved or just a lot of drugs, it's all bad. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the Fall River, um, Fall River cult. <laughs> That's all it is. So, Jesus. so feel free again to cut this what I'm about to say out, <laughs> because I know that you guys are probably already annoyed with it. Um, so I was texting, uh, Madison. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Madison. Hey. Hi, oh, darling. How's it going? All right. So it's this girl that I have been uh, regularly seeing. Oh, should I have not said her name? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> We'll see. Get uh, that puss. Okay, go ahead. Oh, boy. <laughs> so she she's studying, uh, I believe, oh, boy, she's going to hate this. All Women's of this, rights? No, no, no. Criminology oh. or something. Sweet. like Like crime stuff. And so right now, right now, as we're recording this, she's taking a big, like, take-home midterm about a bunch of different crime shit. Sweet. Uh, and so I told her that we were doing it on this, and she says she didn't know anything about this murder in particular. But she did have this interesting tidbit of information, which is uh, Fall Fall Rivers or yeah. Falls, yeah, uh, in Massachusetts is where Lizzie Borden is from. No oh. shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, I omitted that detail. It did say that 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 was the other major famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing so that's there. that's shit. the other thing. It was forty it, wax. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. With a wet noodle that was originally used in tapestry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she's right, though. That was a fact I completely yeah. Way to go, over. Madison. Way Thanks, to go. Madison. Get that homework. I really hope you pass this midterm because you have to support both of us. Okay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, with that said, don't, don't drink battery acid? Don't drink animal blood? Don't drink anything. Anything at all. And Drink apricot LaCroix. Apricot LaCroix. <laughs> I was going to, yeah, don't drink anything unless it is the soothing, bubbly taste of LaCroix. Apricroix. I'm Carl Davis. <laughs> you sound more like Carl Weathers. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That's not an insult. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. Bye.